Today on the newscast, Israel and the United States conducting joint aerial drills preparing for a potential strike against Iran and its proxies. But is the U.S. really all in? Get my take next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast, Fighter Jets from the Israeli Air Force are joining fighter jets and refueling planes from the U.S. Air Force this week for a joint drill simulating, as I mentioned in the intro, a potential attack against Iran and its proxies. This joint drill is taking place over the skies of Israel and the Mediterranean Sea, and it comes in the wake of a visit last week to Washington, D.C. by the chief of staff, of the Israel Defense Forces Aviv Kohavi. Now, while he was in D.C., Kohavi reportedly implored top U.S. defense officials to come alongside Israel and get serious about a military strike against Iran's nuclear facilities. Now, President Biden has said all the right things about preventing Iran from acquiring the bomb, but does he really mean it, folks? I don't think he does. But I do believe top Israeli officials who say we will not allow Iran to acquire the bomb under any circumstances and we will take every measure needed, including military action, to stop that. So what I believe we have is the U.S. essentially saying, "Okay, Israel, we'll go along with you here. We'll conduct the drills. But when the rubber hits the road, folks, Israel, I believe, will be forced to go it alone in stopping Iran's nuclear program. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's the way it's going to play out. I don't see any stomach from the Biden administration for any kind of confrontation against the Iranian regime. Remember, it's Joe Biden who's been desperate to revive that Iran nuclear deal since he took office in January 2021. And we're talking to an expert, a foremost expert today on U.S.-Israel relations the former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Ron Dermer. Now, Ambassador Dermer was also Prime Minister Netanyahu's top advisor for years. And with the combination of this joint U.S.-Israel drill, with the Iran nuclear program still advancing, and with Prime Minister Netanyahu ready to take office once again as the leader of Israel, I thought today would be a great day to get some insights from Ambassador Dermer. We showed some clips from my interview with the ambassador in Jerusalem uh, earlier this month on the newscast. If you missed any of them, remember, you can check them out here in our archives under newscast. And while you are there, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. In the meantime... Here is part of my interview with Ambassador Ron Dermer talking about the Iran nuclear deal and what needs to be done and whether the Biden administration can really be counted on. Take a look. You've obviously, as you said, worked closely with Prime Minister Netanyahu for years now. He could have gone off into the sunset. He's had an incredible, incredible career leading Israel, but he's coming back. Do you think, Ambassador, that he sees himself as maybe even like a Churchillian figure, a kind of a figure of destiny almost. He is the man who can counter this Iran nuclear threat better than anyone else. There's no question. In this sense, he's definitely a man on a mission. He's always been driven by this from my very first conversation with him, oh, going back 20 years, where he tells me, you have to help me stop Iran from developing nuclear weapons. This goes back to 2000. And without Netanyahu, without him speaking, 
and him acting, he raising the alarm and doing operations as a prime minister that he authorized, Iran would have had nuclear weapons a long time ago. He has been driven by this because he sees it as the one existential threat, the one threat to the very survival of Israel. That's why he went to Congress in 2015. It wasn't an easy decision for him. He went into the lines then. He stood there and he challenged the sitting president of the United States, and the United States is Israel's most important ally by orders of magnitude, but he challenged the foreign policy of a sitting president, then President Obama in 2015, in speaking out against this nuclear deal with Iran because he knows what a disaster it will be for us because it gives them a path to a nuclear arsenal Absolutely. and it pays that path with gold. And he took that stand. By the way, that stand helped us advance peace with our Arab neighbors. They gravitated towards Israel, understanding that they could rely on us in this fight, even if the United States would not be with us at that time. Netanyahu was doing all these operations in Syria, bombing Iran, taking military action almost daily against Iran. And Trump was the person who took out Qasem Soleimani, mm -hmm. the head of the IRGC. When America's appeasing Iran, what argument can these Arab leaders give their own people of why they're moving into peace with Israel? There's a flip side to this. The second Biden ends his policy of appeasing Iran, the second they shift gears, you can move the Abraham Accords and expand it very quickly. Ambassador, you sounded the alarm on this, on the first incarnation of this deal, why it was so disastrous. Why would it be such a mistake certainly at this point in history, to come to a new agreement with the mullahs in Tehran. Well, what the administration says now, what they said 2015, is everything Iran is doing will be much worse if they have nuclear weapons. I agree with that. You know what the problem is? The deal that they want to do with them doesn't block them from getting nuclear weapons. It actually paves a path for Iran to get nuclear weapons because it puts certain restrictions on Iran's nuclear program for a short number of years. Now, in 2015, those restrictions were five years and seven years and eight years and 10 years and 15 years, meaning in 2030, started in 2015, there's no restrictions on Iran's nuclear program. So you're gonna make a deal, you're gonna give a kosher stamp, and you're gonna allow Iran to slowly but surely move ahead and create a nuclear arsenal. And at the same time, you're gonna release hundreds of billions of dollars that are gonna fuel Iran's war machine in the region. Now, if there would be a deal on the table, Eric, that would actually block Iran's path to getting nuclear weapons, I would support it, mm -hmm. even if it would call for removing sanctions. But this deal doesn't do it. It was a tragedy when it was done in 2015. Today, it's a farce. It has become an absolute farce. And what's interesting to me is that the dissidents in Iran are telling the United States and the European powers to not do this deal. That was something they didn't say seven years ago, because now they understand that if this deal is done, all it will do will give more money to the Iranian regime to repress them. And that's why they're calling to end it. So they should listen. The United States, Britain, France, and Germany should be listening to the people of Iran and abandon the negotiating table. Yes. Call them the evil, it's not an empire, but call them the evil regime that they are. Yes. They're working, as you know, and you've written about, Iran is in Iraq, they're in Syria, yes. they're in Lebanon, they're in Gaza. The head of the snake. They're in Venezuela, in your backyard. They are trying to export terrorism through their proxies like Hezbollah or the Houthis, and they have a terror network all around the world. This is the foremost sponsor of terrorism in the world. You have the people of Iran that aren't burning the American flags. They're burning pictures and tearing down pictures of Qasem Soleimani, the head of the Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard. They're burning the pictures of the Ayatollah. And instead of getting support from the outside world, the outside world is ignoring them. This is a moment 
where we can peacefully resolve the nuclear problem of Iran. Because look, we do nothing and Iran gets nuclear weapons. It is a catastrophe. If we stop it, we're going to have to launch an action in order to prevent that. Now, that will come with a heavy price. We might have to pay that price because the danger of a nuclear Iran that calls and works for Israel's destruction is so great that we may have to do it. But there is one way where we can really peacefully resolve this, which is if the Iranian regime collapses from within. And that moment is there right now. The spark has been lit. The fire is spreading throughout Iran. Now, what they need is oxygen. They need the outside world, the free world, to support the Iranian people's desire to be free, to pump as much oxygen as possible into that. And we could have a situation like we had 30 years ago with the collapse of the Soviet Union, a game-changing event that would help the Middle East in so many different ways and help us also advance peace in the region. Great insights there by Ambassador Ron Dermer. Be sure to check out his podcast. It's called Diplomatically Incorrect, and we will be watching in the coming weeks to see whether Ron Dermer uh, assumes a top position in this new Israeli government under Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Some media reports have suggested that he could be a candidate uh, to be Israel's foreign minister in the new government. We shall see. Always great to have Ambassador Ron Dermer join us. Hey, a quick programming note before we go. Live stream tomorrow, Wednesday, November 30th. We're finishing up the month with one hour solid from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time right here on the channel, breaking down all of these issues, the prophetic implications, and much more. And be sure to bring your questions for our Q&A session. Again, live here tomorrow on the channel at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Don't miss it. Until then, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.